Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even small people from small places can be used for His big kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives. So click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand. All right, we're back with another episode and we have some song suggestions for you guys. Mel, you want to go first? Yes. So mine is not necessarily like my favorite song right okay. now. But one that is on repeat in my car because I've actually found a genre of Christian music that all three of my children love. <laughs> okay. And the oldest one is the one that introduced me to it. So the guy's name is KB. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's awesome. And the song is 10K. Okay. I don't know that song, but I do know KB. He's um... So it starts out sounding like a hymn. Mm -hmm. And then it turns into a rap song. Gotcha. And um, you can just go check him out. There's a couple other ones that we've found and I've made them a little playlist mm -hmm. and they like love it. And they're not asking for the like songs that all the other kids are right. listening to right okay, now. Well, probably... me, I'm sure you, you probably already have him on your playlist, but Forrest Franks. Yes. It's... We've been asking and Lecrae. Yeah. Lecrae's <laughs> good. And so um, anyway, just go check it out if you have some kids who like like rap music and stuff they're really i actually like them yeah. like all oh. this i like listening to them and listen that dude i got to see him in person at a, con a youth conference he is insanely knowledgeable about the bible like freakishly well, his, knowledgeable so his, uh songs are really good i'm sure they're all very biblically sound okay my suggestion is in the room by maverick city um I've been listening to it like on repeat for a while and we were driving in the car the other day on the way to school and me and my daughter were singing it and you know I was just like he's in the school you know and she was just like I pray he's in the school because I'm gonna need help with these teachers so you know like it's a great song to just jam out to and speak over yourself that he is in the room he is in the spaces with you um I love the lyrics it's like go ask um Daniel, if he shut the lines yeah. out, it just, it's so good. And it's, it's a worship. It's a, it's a bit, one. yeah, it's good. So I like that one hope too. you guys enjoy them. All right. Welcome back. Good morning. We are here with one of our good friends. And I would say spiritual mentor because I want to be like her when I grow up one day. <laughs> Even though she's like the same age as I us. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. She's probably younger than me, honestly. I think probably. Anyway. We're <laughs> um, all the same age. We're yes. 30. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, and she is a fellow pastor here at a local church. Um, Nadine Bowles. She's amazing. If you don't know her, I highly recommend getting to know her. Um, and we are talking with her. She has blessed us with coming in to talk to us about one of the spiritual gifts. We've been going through a series talking about the different types of spiritual gifts. 
and she's going to talk to us today about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. I know there's like this music in the background that goes dun dun dun. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I hear anyway. But it's a, I think for some people, depending on how you grew up or what church you're currently in, Mm -hmm. it can be like a touchy subject. It can be a familiar subject. It can be. Or how you've experienced it, maybe if you have experienced it. Mm There's so many um, viewpoints mm-hmm. about this subject. So that's just kind of what we want to talk about today is um, maybe the different viewpoints. And you can, because Mallory and I both um, come from a church where it's not prevalently um, used as a gift if it's mm-hmm. if, if someone in our church has it, mm-hmm. and, but you come from the opposite church. And so we just kind of want to, like, I'm just like mesmerized by it now. And so I just want to know all there is to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll tell you everything I know. It'll be really short. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe let's start with the question of um, scripture. Like what, it, tell us like what scripture says about that gift. Okay. Well, I thank you mm-hmm. for letting me come and mm-hmm. talk about the Bible. It's my favorite thing. It's <laughs> just amazing. So, so gracious. Um, I think it's helpful, like when we're reading first Corinthians chapter 12 to, mm-hmm. you know, it's talking about these spiritual gifts and it's talking about the way that I, we were taught to like, understand like this passage of scripture and what spiritual gifts are mm-hmm. is that they are like these gracious endowments from the Holy spirit. I, I want to use the word special, but it's like. This is something that like he chooses, mm-hmm. he wills it to happen. It's very diverse. And so, yeah, you have like the list, which I know you guys are all going through all those, coming through all those things, but like just understanding like these particular gifts of the spirit that they are empowered by the Holy spirit. And I like to think about it like this, like, you know, God is the Holy spirit is always with us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like his presence never leaves us, never forsakes us. I think it's John 14. It's like the Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you the helper, the advocate, mm-hmm. the counselor, and he will abide with you forever. He's the spirit of truth. So he's always with us, whether we feel it or not. Mm-hmm. But to me, like when I think about these gifts, it's like there are times where the Holy Spirit chooses to make his presence manifest and more apparent Mm -hmm. i guess yeah it's like we may not feel him right now but he's with us but hey just so you know there's sometimes that god's gonna like choose to operate in one of these ways and it should leave us being like like, oh god is is here you know so that's kind of like as a whole i know that's kind of um just overviewing all mm-hmm. the gifts, but that's how I look at these yeah. particular gifts that are listed and those kind of things. But, um, and it's great too, like where it's like, you know, in the first part of first Corinthians 12, like don't be ignorant. Like mm-hmm. I think what you guys are doing is so good. Like it was even good, like studying and just reviewing this because it's like, Oh, don't be ignorant. Like you need to learn about this. Mm-hmm. You need to know about this. Mm-hmm. So I just like that y'all are doing that. But okay, so speaking in different kinds of tongues is what's listed here. And maybe it takes some of the freakiness out just to like define the word tongues because that can make people (laughs) feel weird. But like in the Greek, tongues is languages. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And so here, a language that 
like you haven't learned. It's a language that you haven't studied. It's not like taking Spanish classes and rattling off a few things. But um, like if you're going to define the gift of tongues, it's a message from God in a language unknown to the person that the message comes. And then did you want me to talk about interpretation? Yeah. Like those two things together? Yes. Is that? Mm -hmm. So then when interpretation of tongues, it's listed right after Mm -hmm. this gift. It's like unfolding the meaning of Of what was just said. said. Yeah. And then I think it's good to know, like, it's interpretation. It's not translation. (laughs) You know, it's not like word for word in that kind of sense. But it's like, and again, these are all empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like, there's no way we could do any of these Uh, things without him. This is something so beyond our natural ability, our natural mentality, um, and so this gift, it's like taking something foreign and making it clear and mm-hmm. meaningful to mm-hmm. us. And, um, you know, I think like it's helpful too to know like this in First Corinthians 12, it's talking about these gifts and there's not a ton of description about them. Like, what do we know? We know like it's given by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, as, as he wills. We know what the purpose of them is for good to build up the body of Christ. But, like, thankfully for this particular subject, the Bible actually has a lot a more lot. to say. Yeah. So it fills in the gaps. Like, we don't have necessarily a clear, clear description on how do you, what are these things supposed to look like? But, like, starting in the Old Testament, like, you have prophets, like, hundreds of years before they're talking about, like, they're prophesying about what it will look like when the Holy Spirit comes. Mm-hmm. Like, they're excited about it. They don't even know what it's going to look like. But then you have Jesus telling his disciples wait for the Holy Spirit Spirit. to come, like wait for this promise of the Father to come. And then thankfully we have Acts, which shows us, okay, when the Holy Spirit showed up, this is what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And this is what was happening. And it kind of divided people. Some people were like, they're drunk. They are so (laughs) insane and crazy. And then other people were like, wow, like we hear them like talking about the greatness of God. Uh kind of still like that today yeah right? yeah <laughs> very um you're either opposing. in awe or you're like they're crazy wow like oh that's so crazy i think a lot of that has to do too with this is just my personal opinion it's not in the bible but um a lot of that has to do too with where you're at spiritually uh-huh yeah, I agree. Like your maturity level as far as your relationship with Christ and where you, and, and your like, understanding. Yes, of, and almost like where you are in your like I think there's layers of your seeking God. Because mm-hmm. um, I know for me, like when I first went and experienced that, mm-hmm. like I would go with my mom, and it would just it wouldn't like it kind of scares my girls because mm-hmm. they just don't. And I think that part of that is is not the knowing unknown. what it is. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And for me, so I knew what it was, but going, it would, um, it would like, I'd almost find it like hard to concentrate because mm-hmm. I could hear all that. But now like I'm to a new layer where I'm, I feel like I'm at a new layer where I'm seeking God even more. Like I want more of you. Mm-hmm. And so if that's a possibility for me to experience that gift, mm-hmm. I want to know what it is and how to get there. Sure, yeah. So I think it's like you yeah. said, it's also like where your current mm-hmm walk is and like where you are with the understanding and of, you're surrendering to him like yeah. where are you at where i think that's probably life. a lot of it you're too, surrendering is that like mm-hmm. people don't want to surrender their bodies or their mouths to be judged by others or mm-hmm. to look crazy right. or yeah. the unknown of like mm-hmm. 
what I'm, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, no, I think like you're right. Like the mental part is huge in our walk with Christ and there can be a lot of mental barriers. We can get into some of those things, but, but I think it's helpful to think like, okay, like also listed in first Corinthians 12 is this gift of faith. This is something by the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. not something like we work up. This is as he chooses. But we know as believers, we, we all have to have faith. Mm-hmm. Like we all have to. That's the only way we come to God. We can't mm-hmm. please him outside of that. So there is a world of faith that we have to be all of us tapping mm-hmm. into. But here kind of zoomed in is a special gift. And so I feel that way about like Tom's, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Like there's a big subject on it. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, like I said, like even even after the book of Acts, like where you can see repeatedly like what happens and, you know, it's mentioning people speaking in other tongues. So we have like this biblical framework of what it looks like. But then even like Paul, like just explaining in the epistles even more detail of what it is. It's just helpful to know, mm-hmm. like to help us understand it. So it's kind of like big picture tongues in the Bible, describing this gift, like the personal prayer part of it. Mm -hmm. But then we can zoom in really far to this spiritual gift of tongues and interpretation. So I don't know if that's helpful. Okay. Well, since you said that, then tell us the difference between the personal. Okay. Because there's a difference in like your personal and then Mm -hmm. like a corporate speaking in tongues. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... If we start back to like, I, I kind of like following like Acts is like a great roadmap for understanding the gift and just explaining it because um, like you see, re- you read at the beginning where, you know, the Luke who wrote the book of Acts, mm-hmm. he's talking about Jesus telling his disciples before he ascended, like wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the father comes. And then in Acts, you can flip. And then he says this too, like Acts 1.8. He's like, you're going to receive power after the Holy Holy Spirit Spirit comes upon you. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be witnesses. Like, this is the goal. This Mm -hmm. is what's going to happen. But wait, wait for him to come. Trust me, you're going to want to wait for him to come. (laughs) And then Acts 2, you can see the day of Pentecost. You can see they're in the upper room. They're praying. Um, And then... And then what's helpful to me, like they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. They begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. Acts 2, people are, oh my goodness, people from all over the world, like all these different languages. They hear God being praised in their own language and they're perplexed or excited. They're just, it's an attention drawer, which Mm -hmm. I think is a purpose of the gift to draw attention to Jesus. They're bringing, I mean, they were being used, but Jesus was the one that was being exalted and that's the holy spirit's role right Mm -hmm. like you read about that in john 14 where it's like when the spirit of truth comes he's going to exalt me jesus like he's going to bring glory to me but then then it's helpful because peter literally says in acts chapter 2 he's like these people are not drunk like you think let me explain (laughs) i got some explaining to do so what he says in acts 2 he gives this sermon this really bold sermon and he's like, you know, this is what was this, what you're seeing and mm-hmm. hearing is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel, where Joel said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So he is clearly talking about what they just witnessed, which was speaking in other tongues. Mm-hmm. This is what Joel prophesied about. 
And and then I even like Joel's words where it's like, I'm going to pour it out on all flesh, your sons and daughters, um, men and women, the rich and the poor, your handmaiden, your servants, like young men and old men. And this was God's goal. This was God's like promise, like from way back when. And then what he says at the end of his sermon is so good. I want to try to find it maybe, but he's like, um, yeah. And he says like in, so this is Acts chapter two, verse 38 and 39, Peter says, right after the people are like, what should we do? Like we want in on this thing of Jesus. He's like, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise, the promise. This is mm-hmm. what Jesus promised. It's for you. It's for your children and for all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God will call. Like that is hard to get around where he's yeah. like, it's for everybody. All. It is for all. So I, you know, I'm just super, super convinced that. This is what Jesus had in mind. It's a, it's an option for every believer. Like it's mm-hmm. available to every believer. Um, it's and then again, like when you go through the book of Acts, because I know you know some people are like, it passed away with the apostles. I was going to ask you. I don't want to stop you, but I was going to say like, where do you yeah. fall on that fence of? You have some people. What is it called? Like cessation. Cessation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. Some people believe that those gifts were just for those people at that time. Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head around that side though, because to me, then that would mean that all of the, the, the commission was just for them in that time. Like yeah. you can't pick and choose what was for their time and what was not. Like I have to just say, if 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 everything you're commanding me to do was still for me, then all the gifts have to still be for me. So like that's how I process that. But yeah, I think that's that seems smart to me. That seems that's following the same line of thought. But now, okay, there's lots of people that are way, way smarter than me that think differently. And yeah. But just going based on the word, like just looking at the word, just looking at like what we just read, where Jesus, or where Peter's like saying, you'll receive the gift of the spirit. This promise is for, for everyone. That's hard to get away around. And then, and then too, it's like when you look through the book of Acts, like at all the times where, you know, it, it says, you know, they spoke in other tongues, like these different mm-hmm. people groups, it was Jews, it was Gentiles that Paul's going to and Peter's going to. So if you read through that and you can read through the, like I said, the epistles, like First Corinthians 14 is so helpful where it's talking about, like he's really diving into this particular gift and explaining it. It's hard. Like, I don't, I just don't, haven't read anything about where it stops yeah and then if you're like why would it stop like if this was meant to be power to witness like are we do we not still need that power yes like do they only need it then and we don't need it in order to accomplish yes all right so another sidebar question so why is it then like i'm going through this whole process right now like i don't mind saying this out here that i feel like i'm you know, I know this is a term that gets thrown around a lot right now as people are deconstructing their faith. Mm. Like, I don't think I'm deconstructing my faith. I think I'm deconstructing the church or the version of the church that I'm currently sitting in versus what is in scripture. Like, I spend a lot of time going, why did they do it then or say it here? But I'm not experiencing that or seeing that in the current churches. And I'm not meaning my particular church. I right. mean, like, as a like whole. the Bixie church. Sure. 
But like, even I'll sit here reading like in a Mark chapter 16. I don't know if you have that there, but like we hear this all the time, the great commission in churches, but I've never realized until I was reading here recently, we stop. We tell him, we tell, we, we tell people to go out and preach the gospel to all creations, to baptize them. But we stop at, and these These signs will accompany those who believe that you will cast out demons. You will speak in new. Why does the church stop in this part? Like, I don't, I need to know why, why do we stop with that? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I don't have an answer to that. I think like, um, you know, organizations and all just, we can all fall prey to this, right? Like Mm -hmm. just getting in tradition and, you know, we can talk later about like maybe the things that the reasons why people would be opposed to it. It's like, I've seen it done badly. Don't understand it. Mm -hmm. um, Bad teaching on it. You know, I say that respectfully, but also boldly just because I think we all have to come back to the word of God, just like what you're doing. I think like we can't let any organization, even my organization can't like put limits on like the word of God. Like we have to be all so grounded in this because this is what I'm going to stand before God and And have to answer to. Yeah. You know, so we have to, we need, we need the Holy spirit to understand this. He is the revealer of truth. He's the speaker of truth. But um, I think, yeah, people maybe get just freaked out about. I think it falls on comfort levels, mm-hmm. which I don't. But I'm not I'm saying not saying like God's going to. I don't know, but I'm sure the works just because I may be a part of a church who doesn't practice this, I'm still doing the work of the kingdom. I'm still doing what God's called me to do. I don't think he's going to be like, well, you're not going to get in heaven because you went to a church. That's like a secondary thing. Right. But it is like, why aren't, why, you know, but I think it all falls back to comfort level and what we have decided is comfortable for the people that are coming in. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and then the good question is: Did Why? God, did Jesus die and shed His blood for, for us to be no, comfortable? You know, like, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just right, saying I think yeah. that's what it boils down to. That's the hard question mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, what are are you willing to let the Word of God? Um, it makes it change. Hard. Like the purpose of this is to wash your mind and renew your mind to this mm-hmm. and. We all have to have our minds renewed to this. So it makes it hard the deeper you get into the word and the closer you get to him to justify things that you've seen in the past. Yeah, or you're or you're fellowshipping in and that aren't being done. That you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. And I think like if we're reading the word rightly, I think it should offend us. I think if we're reading this word like it Jesus should leave you convicted like, in like searching yeah, like, like and when I, I get to a place like oh like I don't like this scripture <laughs> God like I don't get it I don't yeah. like that like I think that's what people in Jesus's day were experiencing you know when he said things and they were like they hated him because yeah. it's like he thinks he's he was redefining right yes what that huge Old Testament structure looked like and he's like 
let me interpret this to you in right. a way that God really mm -hmm. meant it. And that offended the fire out of the religious people. So we're still prey to being offended by it. And yeah. I, I'm offended by a lot of things in the mm -hmm. word of God. And that's, but then it's like, okay, am I, is my job to make this word fit into my, my life, life or make my life like fit yeah. into this? So yeah. That's, that's kind of what I meant by that. Yeah, I yeah. got you. We're all in the same boat with that. Well, we got really sidetracked. Okay. So, also disclaimer: I have a child homesick today. That's what the yeah. doors slamming constantly and the little whispers in the background are. So, yeah. we're trying to stay. Focused. We're trying to be biblical women, but we are still mothers. So, sorry. Okay, it's real life. Uh, yeah. Um. So back to the question of the difference okay. between personal, personal, because okay. So just throwing this out there, I know, like for me, growing up. See, being seeing um, that gift portrayed, mm -hmm. I never understood um, that there was a difference in like gotcha. a personal. I just thought, I mean, mm -hmm. it was just all the same. Right. Um, and then after digging and like seeking some some guidance and some wisdom from some people, they explained to me that there's kind of a difference between a personal mm -hmm. and a prophetic or prophecy speaking in tongues mm -hmm. so can you explain oh, yeah. that okay so i think like i think right here helps us understand like how it's supposed to be used in the public I yes know, i'll say public setting uh -huh. church setting corporate corporate yeah. i mean maybe outside of the church but just with other people mm -hmm. so i think first and then first corinthians 14 it's like the guidebook it really just tells us i so, know this was the thing i was like how have i never read this? i know it's <laughs> it's so it's good it's like okay he explains it to us, but so you have like in these public settings where in first Corinthians 14, he's like, don't just speak in tongues like out loud in this corporate setting for everybody to hear unless there's an interpreter because mm -hmm. the, the purpose, and this is going back to like the benefit or the purpose of this God given gift is to build up the body yes. and you can't be built up if I'm speaking in another language right. that you don't understand. So he's like, don't use this gift in a public setting unless, like, we could go to verse, is it 5 of 1 Corinthians 14? Listen to what he says. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that's hard to get, get around. around. But, okay. I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So using the gift of speaking in other tongues in a public setting has to be accompanied by interpreter. It's later on in this chapter where he's like, if there's not someone there mm -hmm. to interpret, just keep your mouth shut. Just speak quietly to yourself and to God. Okay. So tell me this. If you, like, let's say you're the one that has the gift of speaking in tongues. Do you know that the room that you're in, that there's an interpreter? I, and mm -hmm. if you're in that room... If you have the gift of speaking in tongues, do you have the ability sometimes, even though, because you know how we get these nudges by the Holy Spirit to do things. And a lot of times we hold back or we're out of fear. We don't do whatever this Holy Spirit's nudging us to do. So is there a possibility that there is an interpreter in the room, but they're not listening to the nudge of the Holy Spirit to say what they're interpreting? Yeah. Like, yes, this is a great question that I've thought about too. But it's like, this, this all is 
led by the Holy Spirit. And if we can get out of our our own minds and our own like reasonings, like, yeah. And I, I could maybe give an example of this that just happened on Sunday, like very unexpected. But so we were having our worship service. It was really, really good. Just great, great, great worship. The Spirit of God was really strong. This doesn't always happen, but in between, right before Pastor Josh got up to speak, there was a person that gave like this message in tongues. It was for everybody. It was really loud and really strong. And I know, but it was in tongues. It was in tongues. Language, we have no idea what this person is saying. And then there's this pause. And I just, I had this like burning sensation inside my heart of like, and just like the nudge, like uh-huh. I felt like uh-huh. the Holy Spirit was tapping me. <laughs> like it's your turn. But I was like sitting there, and I I had this hesitation because I was like, I have no idea what to say. I don't have anything to say. I don't yeah. have anything to say. That's what I told God. Like I felt that whatever mm-hmm. sensation and sense, and He was like, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. Mm. And so in in total faith and just like, I have no idea. I started speaking and this word came out of me that was like, you need to cry out to God. It was like, why are you resisting this presence of God? Anyway, on and on. And what was so weird was like, then Pastor Josh got up to speak and like, I know he's my husband, but we had not, we had not like discussed this. We did not plan this. This was not orchestrated at all, but he is like, as she was saying that word, like exactly what the Holy Spirit was saying to me was, yeah, people are resenting and resisting. I, I said something like restraint and he said resisting. So he, you know, talked about mm-hmm. that. And that again, this was like not in his notes. I know people could probably look at that and be like, mm. but I just want to explain like God used me in that way, which does not happen often, mm-hmm. but there was like this burning fire like I knew the Holy Spirit was pointing me to do it and I and it's like when people are filled with the Holy Spirit like he doesn't override your will like he does not just like jump out of your right at Walmart (laughs) he doesn't use you like a puppet (laughs) right like you still have to decide and yield to that Mm -hmm. so it could have been it would have been very easy for me to be sat there and like I I don't know what to say I don't have anything to say but um it was a thing of faith and it's like oh Okay, like God really expects all of this to be done in faith. It's as the Spirit wills. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I mean, I don't know why you picked well, me to I do it. Well, I think that, but like that falls back to the nudges that He gives us, not just with speaking in tongues, but it's all faith-based and faith-driven, and whether or not you're willing to surrender to it. But um, just like when you are in Walmart and you feel the nudge to go up and pray for somebody, you yes. know, like. You don't know what you're going to say, but the Holy Spirit still uses you. And yeah. and you half the time, if I do those types of things, I don't even remember what I said, right. you know, because it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit. So, yes. like, to argue that this gift is not something that is valid still in today's society or that it is not real would be an argument that you would have to take up with God because that's only something between you and him. Agree. And that's the thing. It's like, and you can't sit and think like you just said, people could think whatever they wanted about what happened Sunday. They could say it was pre-planned or whatever, but that's them. And that's not what, are you willing to risk what their thoughts are over not listening to God? You know? Yeah. I think that's nail hit on the head. Like exactly it. Like we're accountable to him. He sees our hearts Mm -hmm. and 
um yeah it's it's like an it's an amazing thing to step into I bet you're like on a high the whole day weren't you Sunday I don't, I don't know I don't know if I'd say that, but it's, it's so cool to be used by that. Like, I, that's what I'm just saying. Like in awe of yeah, like, yeah. using it. Yeah. And that's, that's perfect because when, if we talk about like, what are the benefits of this gift? I, I just, this came to me as I was studying for this, but as I was reading through first Corinthians 14 and it was saying like, um, when you prophesy, it's talking about prophecy, but again, like, I think like if someone's speaking in tongues and interpreting it in a public setting it's equivalent to prophecy because it's the main thing is mm -hmm. for people to understand mm -hmm. what's happening so when it says over here where it's like this is what's going to happen outsiders coming in when they experience this gift that they'll be convicted called into account the secrets of their hearts are disclosed and falling on their face they will worship god and declare god is really among you so that's a, that is the sensation I had. Just I mean, I didn't have anybody them. walk up to me after service and say, oh my gosh, God is really here. Mm -hmm. But I think that is the purpose of these gifts that, again, they're making the Holy Spirit's presence apparent. apparent. Like, whoa, like how, how did they know that? Okay, so now that we kind of like talked about that and you've explained that to us, what can you do if you have a desire to want that gift um, of speaking in tongues? What um, can you like desire it? Can you ask for it? What does that process look like? Okay. I, I loved this first Corinthians 12 31 at the end of it, where Paul is like, you can eagerly desire, like he tells us to oh. eagerly desire the greatest gifts. And then again, kind of the love chapter happens in between there, but like mm -hmm. first Corinthians 14 one, follow the way of love. And again, eagerly desire gifts of the spirit. That just jumped out at me so much when I was like, preparing for this, like where God is like, I want you to want these things. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I looked up eagerly desire. Like, what is that supposed to, what was he talking about? To burn with zeal, to be zealous in the pursuit of good, to strive after, to exert oneself, to envy. Like, this is God telling us, like, I want to So it's you okay to, to envy these, these gifts. I want, yes, to Because sometimes them. I feel guilty about that, too. Yes. Like, is it bad for me to, like, I want to be a preacher. Like, I wish I could talk that well. And, like, mm -hmm. we've been starting to give devotions wow. and stuff. I'm like, I want to learn to communicate what I feel in my heart and what Scripture says better so that I can. Interpret do, it better. Do that. He says to earnestly desire it. He yeah. says yes. I thought this was a good picture in my head. I was thinking my house Christmas morning. <laughs> I told you like, I'm trying to talk my family into doing like destination Christmas where we just don't buy gifts and whatever. But my kids are like, we want to yes, like, it's not working. So we're going to buy gifts. But my kids <laughs> on Christmas morning, probably your kids too. They are earnestly desiring to open those presents. Like even before Christmas, they want to get in. They want to shake them. Yeah, they're sizing them up. Look and Christmas morning, they get up so early, they want to open those gifts. And I was just thinking about that, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, what would it be like if my kids got up and they were like, eh, just kind of indifferent, like, I don't really care what you oh, well, spent that's your a good analogy and money and thought, I don't care what you put into it, you know? And like, we might think it's selfish of our kids to like want those gifts and want to just open those gifts. Like I could accuse them of being greedy and selfish and that kind of thing. But when we look at like these spiritual gifts, like how, 
How many of us are guilty of just looking Lusting at after what them? God put under the tree uh-huh. and being like, eh, I'm not, I'm just unsure about that. I'm not going to open that because I don't, I'm just not sure what I think about that. And here God is like, I put a lot of time and effort and energy and the blood of Jesus into giving you these, these gifts. gifts. Yeah. And again, when you look at like these gifts, they're not to just bless one person. Like you yes. design these for the common good, the good of all, mm. for the body to be built up, for the body to be strengthened. So he wants you to want the gifts. It's okay to want, want the, the gifts. gifts. And I thought that was such a good picture of like, okay, we should desire them. And then going beyond our desire, like uh, Luke chapter 11, I think just spells it out so clearly. It's you desire this gift of the spirit. You desire this. This is what he tells us to do, pray. And so the whole chapter, you know, I was talking about prayer, goes through the Lord's prayer. It's like, ask and you will receive those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's definitely talking about prayer. And then he says this, which I love this verse. This is Luke um, chapter 11, verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you, even though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So convincing. (laughs) Ask him. Like it's a prayer. Like you ask him. Yes, you can ask God for the Holy Spirit. And he, and I think this scripture is really interesting too, because I know like maybe some people have heard like speaking in other tongues is satanic and whatever, that kind of thing. I think it's so, I like God, I know God wrote this for us because <laughs> he says when he uses those pictures of a snake and a scorpion, mm-hmm. you know, that like just a few chapters before mm-hmm. that, he uses those to describe like demonic things. Uh-huh. And so can you hear what God is saying? God is saying, if you ask your father for a good gift, gift. you do not need to be afraid that he's going to give you something bad and demonic yeah. and evil. Like that's not the father mm-hmm. we serve. If you ask him for the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you something good because even carnal, earthly, sinful parents know how to give their kid food when they ask for it. So I thought that was so powerful. So ask, and then there's like, we we say ABC as far as how to receive the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. So you ask, B is believe. Um, you mentioned the scripture, I think in Mark 16, mm-hmm. we're in the great commission. Mm-hmm. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Yes. They will speak in new languages. Like that is a sign to follow belief. And then ABC, the C is confess. Like you are opening your mouth and you are agreeing with God. Like you are saying the same thing as God. That's what confession means. It's like, I think some people think um, they're just waiting on the Holy Spirit to like grab their tongue and flap it around or I don't know. But, but, and I understand that, but it's like everything in the Christian life is done in faith. And there is like a faith is required to step out and to do what scripture is telling us to do. So you ask, you believe, you confess. Paul, Paul makes us know like, this isn't, he says, I will, like, this is a act of your will as well. Mm-hmm. As far as your personal private prayer language, like praying in the Holy Spirit that way. But kind like, of like proclaiming it over yourself. Yeah. And just, um, 
I don't know if you want me to share my experience or not, but like when yeah. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, like it just went straight from worship, worshiping God in English. Mm-hmm. I was just praising him and worshiping him. I ran out of words and just flipped over into the spirit. Like, I don't, you know, so I think it helps like to begin speaking. But and prior to that, you ask to receive it. Ask it. Yes. Yes. You follow us. You have to be a believer to receive it. Obviously, this is the gift that happened after the disciples were had that born again mm-hmm. experience. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you receive it? It's good to desire it. We yeah. should all desire it. We should all be not just this gift. All of them. All the gifts. Like the best gifts, I think, is what it says at the end of chapter 12. Like, And to me, the best gift is the one that is most necessary. So desire. Like, I, I kind of see it as like, if God is wanting these gifts in his church, mm-hmm. which he does, right? Otherwise, why would he give them to us? I kind of see it as like me raising my hand and be like, God, pick I me. Want it. I pick want me. It. Yeah. I, I want yeah. you to use me. I want you to use me. So I think. And I'm, I almost feel like, like when I look at the list, I feel like there's like, it's kind of like your, your walk. There's like levels of it. Like you kind of get through that first step. All right. Well, you can serve and be hospitable. And then, you know what I mean? There's like levels as, as you grow in your journey with Christ and your depth of faith, there's levels to the gifts too. Like, I don't feel like when you walk in the church for the first week and you're a new Christian, he's going to give you speaking it like, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that, yes, that we can not work our way, but journey our way with the Holy spirit to get there. Um, I, I would agree that we're like learning along the way. And, yeah. um, I think like if you're faithful with a little, he'll give you much, much you know, yeah. like I feel like those little nudges, you know, when we respond to those things, when we can be trusted with those things, I feel like he opens the door to more. So yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and isn't it funny the way that like worship, it's almost like they're kind of like entangled, like or have you completely experienced speaking in the tongues just like without worship without like it just feels like worship is almost like the atmosphere that it is conducive mm-hmm. for like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and not may i'm not saying like worship like a music mm-hmm. just right, right. of the heart like yeah. oh, you yeah. know what i mean it's almost mm-hmm. like i don't know i love worship like i'm so passionate about mm-hmm. worship yeah and just I guess probably too, because I grew up in a church where it was just like, you hold the hymn book, you sing the song. And just like, just like with worship, it's an out, like it is an, to me, in my opinion, this is where I am. It's an, like, you've got to get whatever's going on in your heart out to God. It's not, to me, in my opinion, and I'm not judging anybody else, but it's not enough to just think it in your head and hold it there. Like, He wants the sacrifice of you laying it out there on the altar, the sweet aroma of it rising to the heavens. Like you need to get it out. And gosh, I wish so badly that people um, felt that. Like I want everyone to feel that like just. And that happens more often. (laughs) It should happen more than just like one hour. Yes. Once a week. 
Yes. Yes. Like, I love to do it in my car. Yeah. Or, you know, like. I was about to say, people probably think we're crazy in the car. When so. I work out. Like, yeah. just, I mean, you know. But just, what about, like, yeah, like you said, it's beyond music. It's beyond, like, a sunset. Like, yes. your whole life is meant to be worship. worship. Like, out to God. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like we talk about this all the time. This is off. We're getting off topic now. But, um, <laughs> like. The closer that I get to him, the more um, emotionally unstable I am. Oh, yes. Like, I was already emotionally unstable because, I I don't know, I'm just a woman and God gifted me that, I guess. But, like, I... (laughs) <laughs> like I called Holly a few weeks ago I was dropping one of the kids off at school and I started crying because I was thinking about the teachers how much they sacrifice every morning getting our kids out of the car and like that's just I wouldn't feel that way and have that compassion towards people if it wasn't for Christ mm-hmm. living in me yeah. and so like I just we're so emotionally unstable on a day I don't basis. know that it's good for the Holy Spirit to give anymore I was like why am I crying about the teachers who help the kids like, that may be why he doesn't give us that gift because if he gave us the gift of t- we may be like completely unstable they would think we at were- the same time i love it because I'm, I'm like thank you so much for humbling me to realize yes you know yeah. well you say emotionally unstable but could it, <laughs> could it not just be like a tender oh, it oh is. Yes. towards god it is. Yeah. <laughs> but like other people would other look at it as emotionally unstable <laughs> in our world maybe yeah. yeah, I think like God is just so He's just so beautiful to have a heart that's just so. Tender. For weeks, people at our church thought I was going through something like horrendous because I was <laughs> praying at the altar every Sunday and crying in church. I'm like, no, this is just the love I have for a Savior who for yeah. what He's done for me. This is there's yeah. not anything dramatic well, about my life. That, that's a good point. That like I think it's easy for stuff to get misinterpreted. Like. Hannah in the Bible. That was I, I was just steps. thinking that. Do you think that maybe she right. actually oh, had the Holy Spirit? God. Then, I like don't the know. like, like she was because she was groaning and mumbling. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, the gift of the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured, poured out, out in the yeah. Old Testament, even though people like experience like um, the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Yeah, so, just interesting discussion. But yeah, like she was misunderstood. Um, like, yeah, she's drunk. <laughs> yeah, like what they accuse the disciples of. She's drunk, so it's so easy for our passion for God to be mis- misinterpreted. But I don't think we're supposed to let that stop us. From no, we're not. Passion, but, yeah, understandably, how it can be awkward and uncomfortable. But I'm at that place now. I'm I not willing care. to sacrifice <laughs> what the Lord and the Holy Spirit is trying to do in my life because of the opinions of people who can't comprehend it. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's like I'm. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't. Just like you when you mm-hmm. hesitated Sunday morning, but like I'm at a place where if I do allow that to happen, I kick myself for so long because I'm like, what did I miss or what did someone else miss because I, I didn't step out yeah. and do that? We have such a short life to live. We're all going to stand. I'm not answering to that. We're going to be yeah. accountable for those things. So it's like, okay, yeah, what it all boils down to is just following him, following the spirit. Yeah, and I think that's her. why we wanted to do this series on the gifts, just because to encourage anybody who's listening that it all boils down to stepping out to having faith and stepping out in what God is calling you to do and not being scared because what you have to lose is so much greater than the fear. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If people don't like it, they can take it up with God. That's That's what we say now. Like, I'm sorry. He, he's given me this spirit. If you don't like it, take it up with him. Yeah. It's like, 
I mean, yeah. In a loving way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speak the truth. That yeah. is truth in love. But yeah, if um, Jesus was misunderstood and criticized and all that stuff, like and we just, have to expect that. Well, and we're called to be so bold right now in our faith. Agree. Yeah. Everybody else is so bold and in their not in their non-faith and what they believe and pouring it onto our kids and our families and our homes and so i think that now more than ever it's so important for us to like you said with zeal i feel like us as moms you have to be overly zealous with how much you pour into your kids it can't just be it can't just be sunday yeah it cannot yeah because the world is pouring into them 24 7 agreed yeah through means of and it's interesting that Acts 1 8, it's like Jesus was like, Yeah, you need boldness. You need power. You can't do this by yourself. Holy Spirit will help you do it. Yeah. And that's a great. And showing and being okay to show your failures and your mistakes and that you're learning from them. Because I have to do that on a daily basis with yes. my kids. Yes. Like, I failed. I failed. Mommy failed. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. None it's, of us are perfect. Yeah. It's a powerful thing for your kids to see you like repent to them they'll never forget that so yeah that's the heart that we come to god with just humble well thank you for your time is there anything else that we maybe didn't mention that you want to add or no i feel good do you guys okay feel good? good there's yeah. a lot more we could say about it right but um, right i'll just say this holy spirit if i want it <laughs> i want it uh, all the things Yes. I want it. Um, Well, we hope that this somehow inspired you guys to maybe dig deeper into the scriptures and into the gifts and um, just try to, I think it's good for us just to spend time in the word and figuring out where we think it falls and where we currently are and, you know, just developing your faith and Mm -hmm. studying. It's good to just study the word and see where you are and um, talk to God about the gifts that you currently have and the ones you want to have and keep on that journey of faith. Um, but we really appreciate your yeah, time. You I so hope that you. maybe we can come up with some other topic that we can have you come back yes. and talk about. Y'all are doing great Because this is awesome. Doing amazing things and so just awesome. love hanging out with y'all. So let, thanks for letting me do that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Hope y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye.